Hello and welcome. You're listening to the diary of a first time mum, telling you everything that your midwives won't. Written and hosted by Vicky Cummins. Hello, angels. We're back for episode two. Now, I had such a good response on episode one. Obviously, I've not hit a million streams and all this, but I've had so many positive messages saying they love the podcast, they love the content, they can't wait for the next one. So, if you were one of those people that listened and even popped me a message, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it. But yeah, we're back for episode two. So I'm just currently lay on my bed, feeding Rory his bottle. So if you can hear any little noises from him, that's what is happening right now. Just a brief little footnote, as always. Um, if you hear me coughing or Rory coughing throughout the podcast, we have had that horrible virus flu cold light thing that's been going around and it is it's pretty much written us off hasn't it for the past week or so so we were poorly over new year's weren't we yeah it was miserable um so i apologize in advance but we are feeling a lot better now (laughs) so brief overview of today's episode we're just going to be discussing the second and the third trimester my thoughts and feelings throughout that whole process uh the 20 week scan tests that we have at the hospital um a diagnosis i received as well during this time which i'll briefly discuss but i am going to do a full episode on that um just in case any other mums have had the same diagnosis as me yeah we're just going to be discussing my thoughts and feelings leading up to the birth brief look into hip to birthing i'm going to do another episode on that as well um and then yeah just the nesting process of me leading up to giving birth so here we go episode two 20 week scans and nesting plans so initially getting to that 12 week mark when you are pregnant is quite a big milestone i think i don't believe there is really a safe point during pregnancy um if something is gonna happen during your pregnancy it is gonna happen there's nothing you can do really obviously bar like smoking drinking etc things you can control yeah 100% but if there is something genuinely going to happen to your baby I don't think there is anything you could you could do differently and a lot of people choose to announce before the 12 week mark some people wait to the 12 week mark um we chose to wait 12 weeks before announcing it to everybody our closest friends and family knew already because I didn't want to hide it and I couldn't because I was too excited. Um, but yeah, going for the 12-week scan, I think that is a very big, it's a very big thing. It's a very nerve-wracking thing because seeing Rory as a tiny little fetus, oh, sorry, God, <laughs> as a tiny little fetus with a little tiny heartbeat, a massive amount had changed within four weeks. Like, he was a, he was a, a thing he was a tiny tiny little thing but you could see everything like his little arms his little legs his little head it was the most magical feeling i just remember me and connor sitting in the waiting room waiting for the scan lady to uh to shout us in we were like oh god do you, do you reckon he'll have changed a lot we just couldn't imagine what he'd look like and it was just amazing and she did say you know if i go quiet for a minute it's just i'm trying to find the heartbeat 
um, don't be worried, I'm just concentrating. So I remember sitting in the chair and she was obviously scanning my belly um, and she did go quiet for a second. She was like, oh, yeah, found the heartbeat. And that split second when they do take that pause is horrible and it lasts a lifetime. Because you think, even though the baby's still so small, like they're a part of you and you'd protect them with your life, even at 12 weeks old. Um, Rory, what's wrong? Bear with me two seconds. Sorry about that, Rory decided to have a little meltdown. <laughs> but he's fine now, he's in his crib playing with his little dog. Um, so yeah, that, I think the feeling you get when you see your baby at 12 weeks is just, it's an amazing feeling. Um, and then you get excited because you get your first scan picture and you can announce it to everyone. It's it's just a, lo a lovely time, I think. Um, but when they go into depth into the scan, they ask, um, Joe, do you want certain tests done? Um, I think there's a test to, I think it's like um, a genetic abnormality test um, to see if obviously your child, if there's a chance they'll have certain conditions. Um, so we wanted the tests just because it was our personal preference. Um, at the time, I kind of thought, well, you know, if anything is to happen to our little boy, like, are we equipped to deal with it? Are we going to give the child the best value of life, etc.? I'm not going to go into my preferences very deep because it's my own personal thing. Everyone has their own opinion. Um, but personally, I'd want to be able to give my son the best value of life. And if, I, if I'm not equipped to do that, I wouldn't have gone through with the pregnancy. Well, that's what I thought at the time. Um, so they do just the generic little test. They measure the liquid around the baby's head. Um, in in the womb and they say you know we'll send this off for testing if you don't hear anything that's good news basically they don't say for definite oh you know there's not going to be any chance that your baby will come out with no condition it's just like a percentage um and it's, it's a horrible term but look of the draw i guess um and me and connor had discussed it and we'd, we'd both said i think previously like that we wouldn't go along with the pregnancy, like I said, because we want to give the baby the best value of life and the position we were at at the time, we couldn't have done that. And, you know, I, I would never want to deny a child an amazing life. Um, but the more that we thought about it and the further we actually got along with my pregnancy, after we'd received the results back, we, you know, we had to wait a, a good couple of weeks but we, we we knew it was a good sign, really, because they'd said if good news... No, no news, sorry, was good news. So I think it was like a one in a 100,000 chance that Rory would have come out with some kind of genetic abnormality. Um, so we were both kind of relieved in that respect because you just kind of want everything to be OK and everything to be smooth sailing. But as I'd waited a few weeks, I think it got to about... I, don't, I think it was like 16, 16 weeks, possibly, before I found out. No, maybe 14 weeks. I honestly can't remember. I remember just saying to Connor, like, if these tests do come back that he could suffer with some kind of condition, um, I don't think I could terminate the pregnancy now. I said, I, I, he's part of me. I don't think I can. And to be fair, I just remember Connor looking at me and he said exactly the same thing. He said, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. It would be a struggle, but we would manage and 
he was our little boy. Well, he was our baby at the time. We didn't know, obviously, he was a little boy because we hadn't had the um, the gender reveal. Um, yeah, we just we just thought, well, we'll just go ahead with it. You know, it's, it's our baby. So, yeah, that was the testing side of things. They do more intricate tests, I think, at 20 weeks. Um, I'm not really too sure what they test for because it's just a lot of long words... You know, you you kind of high on like adrenaline when you go into your scan anyway, because you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna get to see my baby again, you know, and you're constantly checking if something's wrong. So you kind of don't really take in all the information that they tell you. That's they do repeat it to you a couple of times. I think that's why, because they know she's not listening. She's just looking at the cute little baby on the screen. Um. So yeah, the tw the twenty week tests all came back perfect as well. But I think they test for like their kidneys to make sure they're in the right place his heart's on the right side um what else his brain and the, the circumference of his brain and whether it's functioning right obviously genitals etc just making sure everything is where it should be but before all this happened we decided to go for our gender reveal now you are supposed to wait up to like 20 weeks but you can tell i think from 14 or 16 weeks if obviously you want to go for a private scan, which is what we did, um, because we didn't want to wait till 20 weeks. Connor wanted to know ASAP, but I wanted the whole gender reveal thing. Um, he wanted to find out straight away on the scan. I said, no, don't ruin it for yourself. I said, just wait until... Because we were having it later that night. You know, we'd organise for friends and family to come round and we've got the cannons and all sorts because the bump of church town sorted it out for us. Um... I think we I think we'd had we'd bought, been bought a package so we could have several scans, um rather than paying for each one it just worked out, you know a lot more affordable that way but it was a gift anyway and you got like a heartbeat bear included in it it was lovely, if anyone is expecting I do really recommend the Bumper Church Town they are amazing, um the sonographer there is brilliant she just she just made the whole process just amazing so. But yeah, we go in for the gender reveal scan and we were really, really nervous. We wanted to check that the baby was okay. This was at 16 weeks or just over 16 weeks, I believe. And baby was fine, wasn't you? He was okay. Yeah, he's just looking up at me like, Mum, what are you doing? <laughs> he's smiling. <laughs> um, yeah, and she said, you know, baby's absolutely fine. The heartbeat's brilliant. We were allowed to hear the heartbeat then as well because baby was obviously a lot bigger. And she put it into a heartbeat bear for us. And I was obsessed with the idea of elephants. Like, his whole nursery was going to be elephants. So, um, when we was picking the bear, I said, um, oh, I wish they had an elephant bear. And she said, oh, we do. It's just not on display. I said, oh, my God, that is the bear for us. Please, can we have the elephant? I think there was only one left. So, we got that one. I was made up about it, wasn't I? Yeah, mummy was. She was. Um, but during the scan, we said to... Um, the sonographer Rachel like do you know do you have any idea of what the baby is should yeah should I knew straight away and we were like how like what are you how do you even know what you're looking for this is why they get paid mega money because they're just looking at squiggles on a screen and they know what it is <laughs> it's just it's amazing oh are you choking he's okay are you okay can mummy continue okay uh, but yeah, she said, I know straight away. So 
when she was writing it down. She wrote it down the screen. She said, oh, just look away. She said, do you want to find out? I said, we're going to do it later on. Um, our friends and family are coming, so can you just write it on a piece of paper? Uh, she said, yeah, no worries, just turn away. So she left the room. And then I think Connor had a quick clam- like glance at the screen and he said, I think I've just seen what the gender is. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, I've just seen like the M or F on screen. I was like, you've just ruined it for yourself. Like, why have you just done that? He said, do you want to know what it is? I said, no, no, I don't. And he had like this weird look on his face. Like he was like smirking. Like he looked happy. Um, I'd always said I wanted a boy. I believe deep down that I was always meant to be a boy mum. I'm not the most girly person. Yes, I'm a makeup artist and whatnot, but I've always had a bit of a tomboyish side. Um, obviously, Con loves riding motorbikes, motocross bikes, everything to do with engines he's obsessed with. So we feel like a boy would have just slotted into our life perfectly. Um, but yeah, he had this weird look on his face and I was like, right. I said, I don't want to know, but I don't want to know. So we finish up the scan everything's fine we drive home and connor was like come on let me tell you he said let's just experience this just the two of us and we can find out you know and then we can share it with our friends and family later like they don't need to know that you know and i was like oh it would be nice to know like it only can be 50 percent, you know one way or the other but i always i had a feeling it was a boy like i just had a gut instinct the things i was craving um, the way I was feeling, symptoms I had, they were all connecting with boy. I know that's all midwife's tales because everyone's different. But all my friends were like, oh, I think you're having a girl. And some said, no, I think you're having a boy. So it was kind of, kind of a mixed bag. But I just knew deep down we was having a boy. So anyway, I said, right, yeah, no worries. Just tell me. So he just looked at me and he said, we're having a girl. And I don't know what came over me, like the feeling... It was so surreal, like, I wasn't disappointed. I did get emotional. I said, no, we're not having a girl. And I cried, and Connor cried. And Connor wasn't disappointed either, because either way, we would have loved the baby, no matter what gender. Um, And I got more emotional because, obviously, we'd recently lost my nan a couple of months before, and she she suffered with Alzheimer's, unfortunately. Um, And towards the end of her life she lived an amazing life but she she didn't know who I was anyway um but I never got to tell her that I was pregnant I know she is looking down on us isn't she little man um but I always said if you know we have a girl I'd love her middle name to be May or Mabel because that was my nana's name and so I was like oh my god you know I, I got so upset because I could call my little girl after my nana you know and she she was a massive influence in my life so I was made up with that. So we had a cry, whatever. Um, I had to actually go into work after the scan because I'd stupidly forgotten to put the day off work, so I swapped my shifts around. Oh, oh, bear with. Apologies again, having a child is very unpredictable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He just decided to throw up everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I had to go back into work after the scan but obviously I was on top of the moon I was very excited but I was on a late shift that day so everyone was coming round um pretty much half an hour after I finished work so I remember running home getting myself ready all day in work I was like oh I need to finish I need to finish but it was so busy in work I was like oh I'm really just not in the mood for this 
Um, but anyway, our friends and family started turning up and me and Connor were like smirking at each other like, hey, hey, we know, we know the gender. Um, and it got to the point where everyone was like, right, we're doing it, you know, are we, are we doing this thing? So everyone went outside and then we had our two confetti cannons and everyone counted down from 10. Everyone had like, the phone set up and was recording and stuff. So I said, please record this because I want it to be something that I can have to look back on. Um, so yeah, I just, I literally just remember Connor was joking around, like wanting to fire the cannon in, in my face. We was giggling about it and I just heard three, two, one, and we set the cannons off and I was fully prepared to look up and the sky be pink and everyone be like, oh my God, you know, because we thought you were having a boy, ah. We set the cannons off and I remember looking up and just seeing this shower of blue. And I looked at Connor and my mouth was, my jaw hit the floor. And he looked at me and he was like, I just remember screaming, what? What? Oh my God. Like I was absolutely over the moon. Not that I wasn't happy that we were having a little girl. But when we saw the blue, we were like, this makes sense, like it just fits, and everyone went mad, and Con's mum and dad went mad because Con had slipped up before and told them, um, in so many words what we were having. So they were just as shocked as us. And we were like, "Oh my god!" I just remember crying, and my mum running up and giving me a hug, and Con's dad giving him a hug, and it was just so beautiful. There were so many amazing people around us. I just thought this baby's going to be so loved. And you are loved, aren't you? You are. You're the bestest little man. But I knew it. Always trust your guts, mums. Always, when you think, I know what I'm having. Honestly. Because from from the day I found out I was pregnant, I just had a gut feeling. I'm having a little boy. I know it. And, yeah. And I was like, is this right? Is she giving us the right cannon? And Connor was like, I saw and the F on the screen. I said, well, where did you see it? Because you were pretty damn convinced that we were having a little girl. And he said, oh, it said like, your name uh, on, on the screen where they type in your information, like date of birth, blah, blah, baby's expected date of birth, and then gender. And it said F. I was like, yeah, that was my gender. That was probably my gender you were looking at. So I just remember howling and thinking, oh, my God. But it was just, it was so funny. And I think, I think secretly he was a little bit disappointed that we were having a girl because we both said we wanted a boy. And we got what we wanted, didn't we? We got what we wanted with you. Yeah, we did. Boy, it was just such an amazing feeling. A lot of people don't want to do the whole gender reveal thing. But I feel like we got two gender reveals because we got the private one, which turned out to be wrong. And then the real one, which was just amazing with all our family and friends. And then we went out for food afterwards with everyone and people went for a few drinks afterwards. I, I went home because I said, there's no point me going out because I can't drink, I'm pregnant. I don't want anyone bashing into me. So Con went out with his mates for a little bit to celebrate. It was, yeah, it was just a lovely day all around. It was just a really, really nice experience. One thing about the second trimester, though, they don't tell you is as, as good as it is in comparison to the first and the third trimester because of hormones and sickness and, you know, feeling slightly normal again and everything else. One symptom I did suffer with during that time was itchy skin. Now, 
I actually had to Google this and go to the doctor several times because I was convinced like I had a skin disease or something. Um, now, my left arm is covered in tattoos. Um, I've got some on my hands. I've got tattooed on my left leg. Um, I've got one on my chest, one on my back, some damn ears. And it, I'm not saying, obviously, this is going to be the same for everybody, but my tattoos were so raised and irritated. It's like the, the ink was reacting with my hormones. It was the weirdest thing ever. And then, like, they were surrounded by this, like, red, prickly heat-style rash. Um, apologies for that pause. Then my fiancé just came home from work and interrupted my flow of thought. <laughs> so, yeah, it was literally like my hormones were reacting with the ink in the tattoos and my skin it was so itchy, like, all over my body. But this was one thing I actually suffered with in the first trimester before I even found out I was pregnant. My, I'd get in bed at night time and my body would be on fire. Like, my skin was so itchy. Like, no matter how much I itched it, it just itched, like, itched more. And it was, oh, it was absolutely unbelievable. It wasn't so much painful um, at first, but then the more I obviously scratched, my skin would, would bleed and, like, the tattoos would bleed and scab over, but then I'd scratch them more because they were still itchy. So I had to, like, bathe my skin in, like, calamine lotion and then, like, itch cream, and it was just ridiculous. And the doctor said, you know, it's just your hormones. There's not, there's not really a lot you can do about it because your hormones change a lot when you're pregnant. Um... She said, you can try this steroid cream, but you can only use a tiny bit because obviously you're pregnant. So she she gave me that, she prescribed me that, and I did try it. Um, but it didn't really make that much of a difference, to be honest, because my skin was so hot. Like, carrying Rory was literally like carrying a hot water bottle, and my body temperature just went straight up through the roof. Um, so it was very, very painful. But not everyone suffers with that. Um, but it was just a weird, weird symptom for me. So if you are pregnant and you do feel like you've got itchy skin or you do have tattoos and they look raised, don't be alarmed. I mean, obviously go and get it checked out because it could be something different to what I had. But it is literally just a hormone change in your body. It's it's very, very strange. But yeah, I think the second trimester overall was my favourite time during my pregnancy. Other than feeling Rory kicking when I was in the third trimester and obviously he was big enough to move around. I think I felt most normal during the second trimester because the hormones had kind of subsided and levelled off. Um, I was, like, my bump was growing so I was able to fit in my maternity clothes rather than just feeling bloated and a mess. My temperature had gone back down again because I just felt really hot and clammy during the first trimester. I didn't feel queasy anymore. I could eat what I wanted. I could actually eat chicken nuggets and stuff again. Only the ones from McDonald's. I couldn't eat proper chicken. Um, but yeah, I just I just felt more normal. Like I wasn't crying as much. I was able to work. I had energy, which was nice. I never went back to the gym when I was pregnant, just because I didn't train enough before I found out I was pregnant to kind of continue on during my pregnancy. If I went religiously every day like I used to then I would have carried on during my pregnancy, but I did have a big break, so I didn't want to put my body through any excess stress by lifting weights and things. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just a nice time during the pregnancy. The third trimester was just as difficult, if not harder, than the first trimester because you have different worries. Baby is obviously growing rapidly. You're getting bigger every day. Um, 
and you just you just feel heavy and you just feel like ugh, really sluggish. It hurts to move. I worked up until I was ready to pop pretty much. I think I left to go on my maternity leave five weeks before baby was due. Um, which I did have like a nice month off beforehand to obviously get the nursery ready and whatnot. But it wasn't a lot of time really and plus he could have come obviously say from 32 weeks onwards so you know there's really no time to sort of there was no time to sort of prepare if he did come early but luckily he was six days late um but yeah I just really I just really enjoyed that time to be honest I could still go out and you know have some nice meals and stuff with my partner we went out for drinks occasionally um, sorry, Rory's having a little... Rory's trying to settle down for his afternoon nap, but he tries to fight it as much as possible. So, one thing I have actually forgot to mention, because I get very carried away doing these podcasts, um, is during the second trimester, we did actually have a little scare. So, it was during May. It was just before my birthday, like the day before. Me and Con had gone out for some food, um, and we'd gone to the arcades afterwards in Liverpool. And... Um, I had some alcohol-free pink gin. Con had a couple of drinks. Obviously, because he was driving. Couldn't have too many. Um, had a lovely time. It was brilliant. Got home. I had some more alcohol-free pink gin just to celebrate my birthday. And then went to bed. Me and Con were just up chatting like you do when you've got, you know, when you're in a couple. We like to have midnight conversations. Um, and it got to very early in the morning. And I'd woken up to go to the toilet and... I realised I hadn't felt baby move for quite a while. Hadn't really thought anything of it because he tended to go to sleep. Um, but then he usually is more active at the night time and always was. He'd always move around loads in my belly. And so I just rang triage because I thought, I'm not even taking the chance. If there's anything wrong, I need to let them know. Um, so they said, yeah, come down, you know, come down within the next 20 minutes so I woke Con up and said, we need to go to the hospital, like, because I'm very concerned. I jumped up and down. I tried to touch my belly in certain places where I knew I could feel him in the past. Um, I tried to drink ice-cold water and nothing was making him move at all. So Con managed to get me to the Ormsgate hospital within 20 minutes. Got into the hospital. They sat me down on the bed. And as soon as I sat down on the bed, I felt baby kick. And I was like... I need him to kick again just to make sure that was definitely it and it wasn't a phantom kick that I was feeling. So I kind of pressed on my belly a little bit and I felt him kick. And now, honestly, the feeling of relief I felt. The feeling of relief I felt, Rory, when I felt these little tootsies kick me was unbelievable. It was. One thing I would say as well is the biggest worry I had was that my bump wasn't forming and the baby wasn't growing very well because I couldn't really see what was bloat and then what was like baby bump because I'm quite a curvy girl I've got like a stomach pouch anyway um but one thing I started doing as soon as I found out I was pregnant was taking pregnancy photos so in the same position obviously in the same room the same part of the room with no clothes on I'd take a bump picture so I could see the progress and that was one thing that helped ease my mind that my bump was growing and that baby was developing as he should be. Not That's not the same for everybody because some people don't have bumps. I carried very big, so it worked quite well for me. But then my next biggest worry was, oh, would I get stretch marks? Because my stomach was growing at a rapid rate, especially towards the end of the second trimester. 
apologies, my fiancé then decided to interrupt my podcast by saying he's got the same service number because he's going back into the army, so apologies. Um, but yeah, the next biggest worry was like, oh, would I get stretch marks? I never really suffered with stretch marks up until my late teens when I started putting weight on because um, I was very petite, I'd say size 8 to 10 when I was, say, between 16 to 18 and then I started putting weight on when obviously my woman body started to come in um so I've always been slightly on the curvier size I'd say like a size 14 um which I was probably middle of the pack I'd say now um but yeah then I started getting stretch marks like in between my thighs and stuff and when I started growing at a rapid rate when I was pregnant towards the start of the third trimester I did start getting um stretch marks on my stomach I already had a couple of little ones and on my hips but I I really started to get like thick deep stretch marks near my belly button and like the lower part of my stomach which I was very self-conscious about but I remember my mum saying like that's baby's first drawing so don't ever be ashamed of your stretch marks they're your glitter stripes as Con calls them um, he loves my stretch marks. I'm very proud of my stretch marks now. You can get treatment to go over them. It's like a tattooing process, like a skin colour tattoo, which I did consider because I want to be able to wear a bikini and stuff again. But to be honest, I don't think they're that bad anymore. I've been using bio oil on them since obviously having Rory and I've been on the sunbeds a few times, which has helped my skin quite a lot. I'm not condoning sunbeds, by the way. If anyone says anything, that's just my personal preference because I don't use fake tan. I haven't done since the baby was born because I don't want him to have an orange face. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but one thing I would say if, if mums are worried about their stretch marks is just let it happen. They're going to happen. You can try and prevent them by using the creams and the body butters, but if your skin is naturally that way, they are going to happen and you've just got to think they, they're what gave you your baby. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. And if you're ashamed your partner won't like them or anything like that, tell him to man up. Tell him to man the hell up and say, do you know what? I got pregnant with your child and I've delivered your baby. And if you don't like my stretch marks, that sounds like a whole lot of your problem because I absolutely love my stretch marks. They're your war wounds. That's what I like to call them. Moving on, um, other than the 20-week scan, really, there's not a lot that happens within the second trimester. Um... Like I said, it was the most enjoyable trimester for me just because it had the least amount of side effects. Not that I really suffered with a lot of symptoms during my pregnancy anyway. I know a lot of people suffer with horrendous sickness um, and other things like that. A lot of my symptoms only really came during the third trimester, so like chronic back pain, round ligament pain, like pains around the side of my stomach, just for the sheer growth of my skin and my skin stretching. Um not a lot really happened during the weeks of the second trimester it was just peaceful for me really and it was just nice because I was able to to work you know without being emotional or anything like that so like every pregnancy is different but that that was the, the highlight of the pregnancy for me really um but as we moved into the third trimester I noticed that maybe my skin was getting bad again um, not for the whole of it, I just suffered with spots a lot more. The queasiness sort of came back and I was put off certain foods again. Started really craving salt and vinegar again. Um, 
I was getting really tired. My feet were hurting. My feet were swollen as well. The bottom of my back was in absolute agony. Um, I'd be, I'd sweat a lot as well. Like, I'd be sitting in a room and I'd, I'd just be boiling all of a sudden. I'd think, is it hot in here or is it just me? I think, fucking hell. Like, I feel like I'm going through menopause, never mind pregnancy. You know, it was very, very difficult and it got to the point as well in work I'd have to have risk assessments done in work because I wasn't able to do certain things, wasn't able to lift anything heavy, move any furniture around, I couldn't do that. It just, it took the life out of me, basically. And, I mean, obviously I was growing another human being, so it's not surprising that I was so shattered. And Rory was a decent size. He came out weighing £8.4. So... You know, I was I was creating like quite a chunky baby. He wasn't really ever small, even as a newborn. Um. So yeah, I think that was the hardest time for me, just because I was exhausted, and we were in the middle of moving house as well, which did actually end up falling through. But that was such a positive for me because it was getting closer towards me, you know, being my due date basically. My due date was the second of September. And the house, the sales still hadn't gone through. We were supposed to be, we were supposed to be moving to Preston. Um, and, yeah, it was, like, getting close to the time. And I was like, the nursery's not done. You know, I've not been able to start a nesting process. Like, I just felt really behind and I felt quite sad because I was like, all these women in the Facebook group that I'm on, you know, have put in pictures of their nurseries and stuff and I don't feel like I have anything ready for him. We'd picked up the pram because I ordered that when I was 12 weeks. I wanted to wait till the 12-week mark before we ordered the pram or anything, just because superstition. My family's quite superstitious. My mum was like, you're not ordering the pram before that point, and you're not keeping the pram in your house. Um, we will look after the pram for you. Not everyone's going to be like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just my mum. But, yeah, we picked all that up, and we just didn't have anywhere to put it. So I was like, I just felt really down and really upset. And during last summer which was when I was in my third trimester, we had that really, really hot period when I think it hit 38 degrees Celsius here. Um, and, oh, my God, people were saying to me, like, Vic, I'm absolutely dying. Like, how are you feeling? And I was exhausted. I'd just, I'd come home, I'd still be working in it. Luckily, the week when it hit 38 degrees, I was actually off. Um, I was off on maternity leave at that point. But even reaching up to that point, it was still excruciating because we had to wear black in work as well. And I obviously couldn't wear shorts or anything because I was nearly nine months pregnant. I just looked like a beached up whale. So I had to wear black leggings and a black top. And it was like, I was just concealed in an oven. And Rory was a little hot water bottle in my stomach. It was absolutely awful. I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat it and say, oh, it's, it's beautiful, you know, pregnancy's beautiful. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And I just remember during those last few weeks before giving birth to him, even when it was cool, I'd just lie on the bed and have the fan on full blast because I was in such agony. And my mum and dad said to me, you know, don't be travelling anywhere, don't be going out when it's that hot, you have to stay indoors, you make sure you're drinking enough. Um, just ensure, obviously, if you're having a bath, etc., that your bath water isn't too hot. Make sure you've got the fan on overnight. Make sure you get enough sleep because I was just exhausted. I remember just lying there when it was that hot and thinking to myself, I'm actually going to die. <laughs> this is this is where it ends. I'm going to die. I remember as well during that time, I was very he heavily pregnant last summer and Con was working away a lot. He 
was working for a data engineering company at the time. Um, and he'd go and input like car machines for festivals and events up and down the country. So one week he'd be in Inverness, the next week he'd be doing Greenfields. And Greenfields was right before my due date. And I'd obviously finished from my maternity leave then. So I went to my mum's for the day because I thought, I want to be around family just in case anything happens. And my mum only lives down the road from Greenfields. And I just remember saying to Con, like, keep your phone on you at all times, you know. Don't be drinking or anything, like, when you're off with your mates. Like, I need your help, basically, if anything happens. I need you to be able to drive. Um, and on this particular day, he hadn't driven to work. When I was at my mum's, I was sat on the toilet, actually. I was having a wee. And I just remember feeling this cramp down below. And I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. But it was excruciating. Like, it wasn't just a twinge. I was like, oh, my God. So, sorted myself out. But I was, I was doubled over in pain. So, I tried to hobble down the stairs. I said to my mum, like, I think something's happening. She was like, right, sit down. She said, are you sure? Like, how do you feel? I said, I feel like shit, basically. <laughs> so, I, I, something is happening. And it kept happening over and over again. So, I was, like, walking around. So I think I'm going to have to ring Connor. Like, I'm not going to be able to drive in this state. And I know uh, Con hadn't driven, I don't think, that day. Um, so I tried to get in touch with him. And his phone was just ringing out because there was no signal in the middle of Greenfields. In the middle of a field, I'm here, doubled over in pain. I'm thinking, oh, my God, my baby daddy's not going to be here at the birth of my child. Like, what the hell? So he'd given me his manager's number, like, on the works phone in case anything like this happened when I couldn't get in touch with him. And luckily he managed to call me back. He'd found signal and I said, I think something's happening. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, 100%. He said, right, bear with me. One of the lads that he was working with, one of the young lads had his car with him, like a sporty BMW. He said, right, give me your mum's postcode and I'll be there within 20 minutes. And Con turned up at my mum's and he said, this poor lad literally drove on the wrong side of the road to get him to my mum's in time. And by the time he'd got to me, the pains had gone. I thought, it's just a false alarm. Um, obviously, it was very, very scary at the time. And I thought, I, I need you here. Like, I know you, you might have to go back to work, but I kind of don't want you to. Like, I don't want to go through this on my own. And my mum and dad said, yeah, you need to be at home now, really. But I wasn't in a fit state to drive, so Con had to say to his manager, I'm going to have to take Vic home, because um, obviously she's, she could pop any day. So we had to go and pick up his radio from work and then went straight home, because I was registered in Ormskirk to give birth. Won't we? Rory's just putting his little input in, aren't you? He's a tired boy now. So, I've been talking about things that have happened during my third trimester, and I completely forgot to talk about my baby shower. I got really sidetracked in talking about giving birth and whatnot. So my baby shower took place on the 4th of August. And I'd been so excited for it. Um, obviously, all my closest friends and family were going to be there. I said to Con as well, like, I want you there towards the end, you know, for when we open presents and whatnot, if, if we have time to. And he said, yeah, I'll make an appearance. He said, I'm going to bring a special guest as well. I was like, special guest? What are you about? Um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. And he mentioned his dad coming as well. And I said, well, if your dad's going to come, then you might as well pick my dad up on the way. And it got to the day, obviously, done my hair and makeup. It felt amazing. I had, like, a white dress on, um, maternity dress. It was like a puffer-style dress. 
but I just, I just felt so elegant and pretty. Like, for the first time, I think, in the third trimester, I felt nice. It was boiling, boiling hot during the day, so I just wore flats. I thought, I'm not wearing heels. Absolutely not. I'll end up looking like Kim Kardashian when she had those tie-up shoes on and her feet looked like baked hams. I thought, I'm not doing this. So, it gets to the venue. My sister and my mum had done it all for me. It was absolutely beautiful. It was in a bar in my hometown. And it just looked lovely, like, and people started turning up that I'd not seen for ages. And it was just really nice to get everyone together. People had spoiled the baby rotten. He had more clothes than I think even the Kardashians. It was just lovely. And then it got to about halfway through my baby shower and Con turned up with his dad and my dad. And it didn't really cross my mind as to why his dad and my dad were there. I just thought, well, his mum and my mum were there. You know, it'd just be nice, like... It's, there's no really strict thing that it all has to be all women at a baby shower. But yeah, it just didn't really cross my mind as to why. Um, so I had like a little board set up with Dick's baby shower on it that my sister had organised with like a balloon arch. And Con said, oh, should we go and have a picture? I said, yeah, yeah, of course, we'll go and have a picture. So we stand in front of the board, wait to have a picture taken. And next thing he starts whispering in my ear. He said, you know, because I love you. I was like, yeah. And I had this, like, weird feeling that he was going to do something. I was like, what are you going to do? I just remember putting my hand in my mouth. Next minute, he drops to one knee. And I just remember going, oh, my God, and turning around and bursting into tears. And I just remember him bringing out this box out of his back pocket and opening it. And I don't even think the lad had chance to say, will you marry me? Because I was like, oh, my God. I just remember burst into tears and everyone in in the room was looking at me like what's wrong with her because they couldn't see connie was like round the corner and i was like oh my god and next minute i just run over to him and kind of dive on him and like he didn't even have chance to ask the question <laughs> and i didn't even have chance to answer i just like jumped on him and it it was honestly just the most unexpected magical thing ever Luckily, Con's family and my family had filmed it and everyone was like, what's going on, what's going on? And obviously I said yes and put the ring on and the ring was actually his uh, little man's and it was just, it's just beautiful. It's like a simple cut ring with three diamonds in it and it is honestly stunning. And, you know, I hadn't even thought about it, but his mum said, oh, Vic, try one of these rings on for me because I need to see if they'll... Um, They'll fit me. We've got similar sized fingers and I don't want to get it stuck on my finger. A couple of days before, so I tried it on and it fit. And obviously she'd done it for the size. And I just didn't even think that the, the two things were correlated. But anyway, I said yes, obviously, because we're now engaged. And everyone was like, what's going on now? I jumped up and down, forgetting that I was three, not three months, sorry, nine months pregnant. I was like, I'm engaged, I'm engaged. Everyone was like, what? oh my god we missed it do it again do it again and con was like no that's why i did it because <laughs> i didn't want to do it in front of everyone but it was lovely because everyone was like let me see let me see the ring like the girls behind the bar were nearly in tears because they had no idea that it was a, a surprise engagement as well like con had asked for mum and dad's permission before all this happened that's why my dad was there and why his dad was there but it was honestly just the most lovely day and there was people missing, like I would have had my grandma there. She's unfortunately in, in a care home now because um, she got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. 
um, and obviously I lost my nana very early on in 2022. Um, so my mum made a little speech, which had us all in tears, and she welcomed Connor officially into the family. And it was just, it was so, so nice. Like, all my friends and family and nearest and dearest were there. It was just the best day ever. Like, the best baby shower I could ever have hoped for, really. Um, so, yeah, I was just, I was... I just remember walking around with my head on a cloud. I was like, I don't even know what to say to people. <laughs> like, I said, I'm absolutely over the moon. It's everything I could ever have wanted. Because during lockdown, I'd previously broken up with an ex and whatever. And I don't know, life just went really, really south very quick. I lost my way quite a lot. I quit doing makeup. And I just thought, I'm, n- I'm never going to feel happy again. And then in that moment... When Con dropped down to his knee, my, my sister was nearly in tears and she cried editing the video of us because she said, this is all you've ever wanted, Victoria, and, like, I'm so happy for you. And she said, I know at one point you never thought you would get this, but you have, like, you've you've got the family you've always wanted now and it's just, it's just the biggest blessing in the world and I feel like I don't say to Con enough how much I'm grateful to having him, do you know what I mean? He's, he is my rock. We get on each other's nerves, yeah. And since having the baby, things have been quite testing for us, like coming to terms with the fact that we're now a three and not just a two and, you know, we're parents and prioritising being a parent. But it's just been the most amazing thing. It really has. And on that positive note, I'm going to round up today's episode only because I've just looked at the timer and it says I'm already at 45 minutes. And your girl can talk a lot of shit for quite a while. So I don't want you all getting bored. Um, I'm going to save the next episode for me discussing, obviously, waiting for labour, going into labour, etc. The frustration of waiting to go into labour. Uh, my thoughts and feelings of the whole process of actually giving birth, the fears I felt. I'm going to save all that for its own episode just because I've, I've, I'm really going to go into detail about how I felt because I just want other women to know if they are pregnant and they are scared and they're thinking, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? It's completely normal and completely valid. So yeah, we're going to discuss that in depth next time. But I just wanted to say thank you again to everyone that listened to today's episode and episode one. If you're new here, then thank you for joining and thank you for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. I would obviously love to hear your thoughts and if there's anything you want me to discuss then please don't hesitate to message me on instagram it's the diary of a first time mum d-o-a-f-t-m is the instagram handle it's actually published on the podcast cover if you're obviously interested um but yeah i'll try and not wait as long to release the next episode i'm going to set myself a target of releasing an episode every wednesday just for like a little hump day treat for everybody after work to listen to me rambling about parenthood uh obviously today's a friday so i will try and release the episode on wednesday um which is about me giving birth i'm very excited for this episode it's going to be emotional it's going to be intense in some parts but it's going to be 100 real 100 honest and just telling you that everything that your midwives won't which is literally what it says on the tin so yeah I've got the whole weekend to do this episode as well, so fingers crossed it will be released on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, thank you again for joining, and I will see you all soon. Ta-ta for now.
You've just been listening to The Diary of a First Time Mum, written and hosted by Vicky Cummins, telling you everything that your midwives won't. Now, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll be back next week for another episode. If you'd like to leave a review or even subscribe, that would mean the absolute world to me. And if you have got any questions at all, please don't hesitate to message me on Instagram at The Diary of a First Time Mum, and I will see you all soon.